Guru Nation, welcome to episode 543 of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, I go live once again, and yes, I'm hitting you guys upside the head with three podcasts today. I got the drop for you guys for the entire weekend. You're covered. Uh, This episode, 543, I went live solo, and I talked about business development, how to do it, why you need to do it. I don't care if you're a business owner, an employee, uh, or anything in between. In clinical research, you need to be doing biz dev. And I just get into it and answer a bunch of questions as well. So let me know what you think. Check out links in the show notes, CRA and CRC Academy. Check out links in the show notes. I briefly mentioned it during the live, the YouTube members page. It's only 10 bucks a month. You get a monthly exclusive Zoom call. You also get weekly videos that are exclusive for the YouTube members. Check that out. CRA, CRC Academy. Also, if you need help getting studies for your site, talking about BizDev, text me. We do it for you at a low monthly cost, 949-415-6256. With all that being said, I hope you enjoy the show and I hope you put something you heard here into practice immediately. Take care. Are alive, live, live, live. LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook. Um, not Instagram, not Instagram today. Uh, I actually am interviewing the author of the book, The Secret Language of Cells, by Dr. John Leaf. It's a book that I I recommended on on this channel. So I actually discovered it like in my during my biotech stock company analysis, you know, I come across like science, like new scientific. I mean, we're in research. It's sometimes it's easy when you are a site owner or a CRA to lose sight of the fact that we are at the end of the day, working on science. This is like, you know, it's hard. It's hard to, to keep that in mind with GCP, with IATA, with SOPs that you're actually like, what's the big picture? You need to like take a bird's eye view. It's about science. And I noticed even though I'm a molecular and cellular biology major and as an undergrad, uh, I don't really know much about science because I've been so caught up in the day-to-day of clinical research for the past 16 years. That, you know, I mean, yeah, during SIVs, during site selection visits, during investigator meetings, they'll give a presentation of the science. And then I start remembering some things from like molecular biology class. But, you know, as coordinators, as site owners, even as CRAs, really, you don't actually have to know the science well. But what I've discovered is it's an advantage if you do. And... It allows you to see the bigger picture. So I picked up this book during my biotech analysis when I came across like new things in science like epigenetics and immunotherapy and and killer T cells and CAR T cells for cancer. And I was like, you know what? I need to like brush up on this stuff. So this guy wrote a book, The Secret Language of Cells. I'm going to be interviewing him later today. So let me know actually if you have any questions for him. I highly recommend the book. But I, this is not about science right now. We're talking about biz dev, right? So science is going to be next hour. Right now, this hour, we're talking biz dev. 
So, hi, Shiva. How's it going, Guru Nation? Shiva, I've been good. I've been very good, keeping busy, trying to get my new site, my new clinic off the ground. I've been vlogging about that. Matter of fact, it's kind of related to this topic. So, BizDev, how, how do you do BizDev? Whether you're a, somebody looking to advance your career in the space, guess what? If you don't have a company, you are still you are your own company as an employee or as a contractor, whatever you may be, you are doing biz dev for yourself at all times, whether you know it or not. If you choose to not know it, you're still doing it. You're just not doing a very good job of it. Uh, knowing science, Shifa says, knowing science to be precise, life sciences helps not just in understanding clinical trials better but also about SAEs. I agree. Also helps you understand sponsor rationale better. And I think it helps you explain uh, the studies better to the patients when they come in. If you're on that aspect, if you're on the patient-facing patient aspect of clinical research. Vara, how's it going? How's everything going? It's going good. I cannot, cannot complain. Wycliffe, how are you? How are you, my man? Sal, Dan, I appreciate you always sharing info and providing sound insight into clinical research. Absolutely. I appreciate you watching. I appreciate the likes, the comments, the shares, the robot emojis. We got to get those things going. Uh, so BizDev for yourself. Here's the thing that I've – this is what I'm doing. And look, I've been doing this for 16 years, but now I'm getting a brand new site up and running. So here's what I have. Every week – I get study leads because I'm a client. My own site is a client of my company, DSCS, Sweat Equity and Investments. We help sites get studies all the time. We charge a flat monthly fee. We'll help negotiate the budgets for you. We don't charge anything extra, just this flat monthly fee, 1300 bucks right now as of August 2013. So here's some leads I got. Actually, just got some today. So every Friday, we send out leads to our clients. We do the initial reaching out on your behalf. But this is honestly something anybody can do. You don't even need to be a client. We make it a lot easier as a client. Um, but here we go. Look, let me look at some studies from last week. And let me look at some studies from today. You're going to look at it together with me today. Well, actually, let's look at the ones today because I'm at, now I'm excited too. So I got a schizophrenia study lead here. I two of my sites need this study. Psoriatic arthritis. I've been seeing a lot of psoriasis lately. A lot. Uh, opioid use disorder. Mild to moderate Alzheimer's. Women at high risk of HIV infection. Melanoma. Pediatric RSV. Crohn's. Myasthenia gravis. Then you get a COVID study device mucopolysaccharidosis this is why you gotta know science guys i don't know what that is neuropsychiatric symptom or syndrome so that's the leads i get for this week i probably gonna follow up with i mean one of our client all of our clients uh combined this all these studies are gonna go to their clients but from the sites that i own or i'm affiliated with I think about 70% of these we can do. 
And look, all I got to do, I got the emails here. And you can get the emails on clinicaltrails.gov from contacts or on LinkedIn. I just got to reach out. I say, dear, dear, uh, in this case, Ashley, hey, I'm interested in the psoriatic arthritis study. I've got a site here in Yuma. Um, the PI might be research naive, but not for long, but I'm not. And I'm the lead coordinator. I have 16 years of experience. Here's my CV. Here's, here's his CV. Let me know when I can do the feasibility. I'll probably get ignored. And quite honestly, I can do that to all 12 of these leads this week. I'll probably get ignored from all 12. Generally, for every 10 that you send out, you'll get ignored like on nine of them. And then there's one wild card that will either outright tell you no, they will say not right now, or they might say yes. And so that's what we do it for. We do it for that one. And then that's just this week. Then next week's another week. The week after is another week. Advancements continue. If you are a site, you have to be doing BizDev. Somebody at your clinic needs to be doing this at least on a weekly basis, if not on a daily basis. I think weekly basis is enough. Um, yes, Brandy, I know. Thanks for doing this video. Yes, yes, yes. I know, I know. There's so many people out there. You know, Rod Raphael, talk about BizDev. Rod Raphael. Here's a guy who biz devs like no other. He tried to make a clubhouse group so sites can share leads. And what happened? Sites didn't show up. Why? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Richard, how's it going? Former CRA Academy student. How are you doing in the industry? You are in business for yourself. You got to do biz dev. This is for the sites, but the the job seekers can be doing even more biz dev with all the jobs going around now, with all the job recruiters out there. If you are not happy in your current role as an employee, it's never been a better time to switch. Uh, ever, ever. There's job. There's so many companies that will take you like that with an inc pay increase, and at least improve your quality of life at least a little in the beginning. Uh, how is business helps for us to earn some financial stability? So leads turn into sales, which turn into should turn into profits. That's it. And you need enough of that process to where you have stability and then never deviate from that baseline and build up from there so that now everything else in addition to your baseline of your stability, meaning paying your bills and paying yourself, everything else should get reinvested back into the business to grow it, in my opinion. Or if you're not comfortable reinvesting it back into your business, reinvest it somewhere. Put it in stocks. Start researching some of these biotechs. Start looking at crypto. I'm not going to start talking about crypto here. That's for my YouTube members. But look, look at the biotech stocks that I analyze. That's not financial advice. That's just to get you to look. For every, It's just like BizDev when you pick a stock. For every 100 you look at, maybe three of them, four of them, maybe up to 10 are worth, you know, you think are worth your while in investing. So that's, that's how you earn financial stability. It all starts from BizDev. It's not going to happen. You're not just going to get leads. Even people who have been in the industry for 15 years or longer, I'm talking about employees now, but even site owners, 
yes, it happens that you start getting opportunities passively because you've built up a network. But if it, you shouldn't rely on just passive opportunities coming your way. You should be active on the offense, looking, always looking. If you are happy in your job, but you feel like you're in a narrow vertical and you're leaving yourself vulnerable, you need to try to branch out into other therapeutic areas. This is where the science part comes in, comes in handy. What are you interested in? How can you, how can you combine your experience, your expertise in research with what you're interested in as far as therapeutic indications? That's the magic right there. Uh, that's the magic. Wyclef said, I got a job because of you forever. You're a good guy. Thank you, Wyclef. Hey, Wyclef, seriously, uh, message me on LinkedIn. I would love to interview you for the podcast if you want. I would love that. We need more of that. Thank you, Wyclef. I appreciate it. Entrepreneurship, says Shifa. Absolutely. Uh, LinkedIn user says, I have an industry peer looking for a contract to perm CRA in Singapore. Any suggestions? I know Asia is exploding with research. I don't know about Singapore particularly, but link, I would go to LinkedIn. Matter of fact, let me do it for you right now. LinkedIn, look, and there's a way to share my screen. I'm going to figure it out later. I have to have two screens going right now. I'm going to put uh, CRA Singapore. See, I'm just put typing CRA Singapore in LinkedIn search. I found some, I found a lead coordinator I could connect with. Let's connect with them. I found a CRA at Singapore Clinical Research Institute. So that'd be somebody that I would connect with if I were this person. Because they can, usually places that are employ CRAs right now are looking for more CRAs. So that's, that's one thing I would look at. Uh, here's a senior recruiter at LabCorp. Look, Zoe Healy on LinkedIn. She's the, she's the recruiter. Let me connect with her. So actually, LinkedIn user, I don't know who you are, but message me that you're the one who was looking for a job for a, a peer in Singapore. I connected in, you saw me, live in one minute with the Zoe Healy, senior recruiter at LabCorp. She literally posted, read on for a chance to join an exclusive partnership with a leading company and global partner. Are you an experienced CRA or senior CRA in Singapore? I mean, it sounds like maybe your colleague. Principal, so this biz dev, this is what I just did. Example of biz dev, what you need to be doing. Here's another guy, Phil Masters. CRA needed in Singapore, must have at least two years of experience. Look, they're out there. It took me one minute to do it. This is biz dev. Alicia Foley, I should mention, this is for med device. Okay, I mean, I don't think it matters. They just said experience CRA at least two years. I, people are desperate. They're not going to be able to be picky. Do you know how much workloads existing CRAs have right now? Here's a CRA manager. Now LinkedIn won't stop showing me Singapore CRA recruiters. 
CRA manager at Novartis in Singapore. Here's one. Here's a, I mean, there's a lot. LinkedIn is amazing. It's, it's the best it's ever been for this kind of stuff. Um, it's a weekly thing. Uh, Rod, Rod knows best. Rod's, Rod's been, Rod, we got to do another interview. I saw you on the Site Owner Academy yesterday, Rod, but we couldn't hear you, and then you just left. I, 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 I don't blame you, man. Um, hi, Dan. Great topic. Sidbella Muchkik. Uh, I do biz dev inside sales for my CRO. I have the right context, right approach, right resources. I do LinkedIn networking, but find it very difficult to get answers to emails. Yeah, it is very difficult. And just, just know that the norm is to get ignored. It's not anything against you. It's not, it's like some people, some, to some people that you're emailing, life happens. I just moved two weeks ago. If anyone who tried to email me in the last two weeks, even now I'm barely starting to recover. Anyone who tried to email me in the last two weeks, they probably didn't get a reply. That doesn't mean I'm not interested in what they had to say. You know, I'm worried that I missed a few emails there that probably are worth my time. So you have to understand, in addition to people, people are busy, life gets in the way. As a biz dev person, you just have to get used to being ignored. Being ignored is worse feeling than hearing no. I'd much rather hear no than being ignored. And guess what? Being ignored doesn't mean no. The way I got my PI here. In Yuma, Arizona, I sent him a LinkedIn message through LinkedIn Premium. It took him three months to get back to me. So I just assumed, like the other 90 I emailed, that they ignored me. No, he got back. He asked questions three months later, but he asked questions. The next week, I was in his office meeting with him. The week after that, we were making plans. The week after that, I was doing the website. The week after that, we're applying for studies. The week after that, we had a pre-site selection visit. Now, we're in the process of looking for sub-investigators. Now, I'm doing more biz dev for him. This is how it goes. This is how it works, guys. Right? This is how it works. You can't be afraid of rejection, of hearing no, of hearing nothing. You just need to keep doing it. And LinkedIn networking is great. You want to mix up. Like, you don't want to just be messaging people on LinkedIn either. For example, let's look at this CRA manager in Singapore. If I were looking for a CRA job in Singapore, of course, I would message her. Of course. But I'm looking at her page to see what she just posted. She, let's see what she posts. She, this person likes a lot of stuff. Okay, look, she just posted a month ago, just finished the course. Coaching skills for leaders and managers. So I'm going to like it. She only has four likes. Now she has five on that post. She has zero comments. Let's say, let's do that again for dramatic emphasis. She has zero comments on the fact that she finished the course. How about congratulations? I would love to have a CRA manager like you. Don't you think she might, after a month, with no comments and four likes, she's going to get curious and look at your profile? And now she's going to recognize you, and she's going to look at her inbox, 
And if it's been a while, you can you, you can reply to your own message to her and say, hey, I know you must have missed this. You know, I'm amazed that you took this course on coaching skills for leaders. I wish more CRA managers would do that. Um, love to connect with you. Something like that. Look, these people are looking for CRAs. Okay. Look, she posted another. This lady loves courses. Just finished the course, learning data science, understanding the basics. She has one comment on that one. Want to do a project in data science together. So somebody, see, people are doing exactly what I'm saying. Then they're just outright getting to the point in the comments. So, guys, I don't know. I get too excited about this. Let's take a break. What else on your guys' mind? Zolgensma's price should be a little standardized. Rare diseases, as is hard to treat, having a drug of that high price range makes things very difficult, especially for developing countries. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. That's a great topic, though. P.S. Hi, Dan. I keep sending students and other healthcare folks doing a pivot in their careers your way. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Um, Jason Santos. Hi, Dan. Do you recommend particular classes or resources? For example, would an MBA or a grad certificate be helpful? Quite honestly, no. This is what I have an MBA. It's impressive. It looks good. And our industry still cares about these things. All right, but outside of like the aesthetics of having that, th those three letters after your name, it does nothing for you. Like what I just did right now on LinkedIn, you're never going to learn in MBA course. They, they would actually say this is a waste of time. Why are you wasting time on online when you should be putting PowerPoints together and, and Excel sheets together? This, this actually works. This is practical. So... No, I don't recommend, uh, definitely not an MBA. It's a lot of money. I recommend LinkedIn has their own courses for how to network. YouTube has free videos for how to network. I make videos on my YouTube member. You want to pay for something? Pay for my YouTube members. All right, it's $10 a month. We get a monthly Zoom call with just for the YouTube members. I do weekly videos on how to use social media to increase your biz dev opportunities. I talk about TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, e setting up email lists, podcasts, doing reaction videos, doing reaction videos on YouTube, reaction videos on TikTok. You want to pay for something, pay for that. I'll throw in my own thing there. Save yourself the, the money for the MBA. Uh, how much can you legally buy when in the business? I don't, I don't know, Rod. Remind me what we were talking about. If it's stock for the company... You can buy as much as you want. You just have to sign the financial disclosure agreement if you're involved in the study in any way. I did that already, but great advice. Absolutely. Robot emoji. Rex Alexander knows exactly what is up with the robot emojis. Okay, so people already know Zoe. See? Christine Naro, Latinos in Clinical Research brand ambassador. She's been actually teaching me here and there about TikTok 
and she's Christine Nara is like business development. This is what this is like. She's a CRA, but she's biz dev. She's mastered the art of biz dev. She was the clubhouse queen for a while. Christine, are you still? Let me know in the comments. Christine, are you still involved in Clubhouse? I know it's been like dying. Are you still on there? I know Marjorie's doing a good job on there, but it's um, I don't see a growth on Clubhouse. Uh, hello, hello, doctor. How are you doing? It's Alicia Foley, LinkedIn user, asking you this. Thank you, Alicia. I appreciate it. Uh, Elite ECRG. Hey. We're doing, let me check my calendar. Are we supposed to do it right now? Wait a minute, ECRG. Now you got me intrigued because I got a podcast in 20 minutes. No, we have one later today. Let me know. Let me know if we're still doing that, okay? You're on my calendar. ECRG, everybody go follow him. Hi, guys. ECRG here back with another episode. I love that intro. Um, Alicia Foley. Okay, Christine. This we gotta. When Christine speaks, we gotta just take a moment, take a sip of coffee, and and listen. Okay. LinkedIn is like finding a treasure chest. You can go from CRC to CRA in no time. Speaking from experience, let's let that sink in a little as I take a sip of coffee. That's Christine is like. The clinical researcher Yoda with the advice she's given out. She's amazing. She's been killing it at least the last few months on Clubhouse. I haven't checked recently, but when Clubhouse was like in its prime. Funny thing, now that I posted my question to you here in your call chat, people are sending me connections right now. This is awesome. I'm telling you. And it's not like my live streams get that many views live. They get way more views after the fact. Um, but, yeah, that's that's awesome that people are reaching out to you right now. Rex Alexander, more robot emojis. Absolutely. We need – the robot signifies us shattering the algorithms because we're being controlled by the LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook – overlords and they determine what gets shown in other people's news feeds so i'm trying to increase clinical research awareness through the employee side right through the industry side so that the more people that work in research they can impact their family and friends raise awareness that way this is old school like grassroots nothing fancy well the algorithms sometimes decide people are not interested in that and I don't know why, but we need to shatter it. So comments help, likes help, shares help, obviously views help. So I always say, if you have nothing in the comment, but you want to help me break some algorithms, just throw some robot emojis in there. Throw some robot emojis in there. Um, what's What was the good book I read recently? Do, do androids dream of, or do robots dream of android sheep or something like that? That's a good book. Uh, okay. Great advice for all in the networking with LinkedIn. Uh, yes. There's a new pivot for CRCs, clinical research professionals, recruiter, get top talent hired. Christine, we need to do a podcast. I don't know what this is. Wait, please reach out to me, Christine. Text me. Christine's got my number. Text me. Let me know what we can do. 
uh, Shifa says, what are your thoughts about the new trial site risk-based monitoring? So it's not new. Risk-based monitoring been around for at least, what is it now, five years that I can remember. I think most studies are using some kind of a risk-based approach. They're just not saying it, especially at the big CROs. At the big CROs, most studies are using risk-based approach. Um, as far as the percent of SDV, that has varied. Uh, that's 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 very uh, widely distributed. Like there's there's no consensus on what's the right amount. And every site, they're going to say, well, every site has its own risk profile and things like that. And then we still see studies where there's traditional monitoring. Quite honestly, as a site, you don't even know like what your CRA is doing unless they tell you or you ask them like, hey, is this risk-based monitoring? They're just going to do their monitoring. You're not going to know the difference. Uh, Rod said bio stock. Yeah, there's no rule. You just have to, um, you can't do insider trading. So that's the SEC. You have to worry about the SEC now. Securities and Exchange Commission. So if you you can't act on insider information, the good thing with the research is we're all double blinded, right? So you don't have information others don't have other than anecdotal, which is not, I don't think that would be considered. Uh, but there have been, there was a case of these two doctors in Riverside, actually, they were oncologists that owned stock in the sponsor company that they were the PIs for. And they knew that the drug wasn't working. So they sold their stock before the sponsors stopped the study. And they got in big trouble. They got fines. I think they got blacklisted from research. Um, so you got to be careful. As a general rule, I don't invest in any sponsors that I'm working with uh, unless I feel very compelled. I've only done that once, and I've actually lost money doing it. Um, it's just better not to. The problem is you think you know more than others when you really don't. Like what you're seeing is just anecdotal. It doesn't – it's not – you know, because we're all double blind. So – and then you, you get biased too because you're like, okay, I want to see the drug that I'm working on succeed. And most of the time they don't, right? Most of the time they need more data or they have bad news. Most of the time these biotechs have bad news, not good news. Christine says, I'll, be, I'll take a break from summer, but I'll be back. <laughs> okay, Christine, we got to do, don't take a break from the podcast. Message me, please. Let's talk about what you just said. Rex. We're in a great time for CRA positions. I know many people with one-year experience that have interviewed for CRA 1s and got CRA 2. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Sid Bella. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shifa. Robot. Robot emoji. I love it. Mm-hmm. We're here to shatter. Okay, last one, last one. Hey, Dan, thank you for what you do. I'm a senior CRA looking to start a research site. What strategies do you have to contact or get PIs? I'm not going to lie, Richard. Getting PIs is the toughest part of starting a site. And, and don't stop when you get your first PI. That's just the beginning. I use LinkedIn. So, Richard, um, you just tell me where you're located. Hopefully, like if it's a smaller place, it's actually... 
Uh, I don't know if it's easier, actually. But it's easier to find doctors in the smaller towns, like to identify them. It's harder to get them to agree to do research with you because usually smaller towns are underserved. And those doctors are even busier than big city doctors. And those doctors get paid more than big city doctors. So there's less of a need on their end to want to do research. If you're in a bigger city, it's harder to identify which doctor is the right fit. But it's probably easier to convince them to work with you. On my blog, theclinicaltrialsguru.com, I have a tab on the homepage that says open your own clinic. It's an entire resource page, like full of stuff, how to find your PI. But there's two videos there I want you to watch. And it literally says, watch these two videos first. And it breaks down everything, like the entire blueprint. There's companies that will charge you $10,000 for this. We put it out there for free. Um, so LinkedIn, it wouldn't hurt to have LinkedIn premium and to start messaging doctors that way. And then also going in person, if you can, to their offices. I just went to a dermatologist here in town the other day. He was on vacation, but I, I dropped the flyer through his door. It was about a study I have, and we need him as a sub-I, not even as a PI. So I basically listed the assessments that I need him to look at, and I'm asking him to send me a quote for what he charges for cash, cash pay. They like to hear that. They don't like they like to hear cash. They don't like to hear insurance. And they also like the fact that they can name their own price. And here's a secret. Usually whatever they say, if they don't know research, is way less than what I'm willing to pay them. Richard, that's just for you. That's just for you, Richard. Okay. Nobody else is listening. So that's uh, that's uh what I would do, Richard. Good luck. You're you're like at a if you start today on this process, you're like three months out from starting to have serious conversations with physicians. You're going to start having conversations right away, but like the follow-ups and okay, they, they said they were interested and now you left and now what are you going to do, right? A lot of doctors tend to forget about you. I communicate with my PI. I try to do every day because we haven't actually done a study yet. So I don't want him to lose interest. So I'm doing like in-person meetings now once a week, texting him, study leads here and there. Sometimes he replies, sometimes he doesn't. He's generally good. My PI is pretty good. He's busy too. I've been in sales for over eight years and I know this is a different kind of sale, but no reply can be so frustrating. Yeah, but no reply can be a very late reply too. Just don't do the follow-ups where you're annoying people. I see that on LinkedIn all the time. Like, I'll reply to everybody on LinkedIn who messages me if it's a legitimate, like, I could tell it's not copy and pasted. But I will not reply to the copy and pasted messages on LinkedIn uh, when it's, let, let's look through my message box and see. I got to get prepared for my next class. Uh, which one did I not reply to? Let's see. I reply to most of them. Ah, here's one. Here's one. Happy Thursday. I came across your profile. Would love to arrange a conversation. Did you have some time? I'm working with a company. Looks like they have something you'd be interested in. How does he know what I'm interested in? This looks like copy and paste to me. So I didn't reply. And I know the company. I'm not interested in that one. 
Uh, but if it's like people, like viewers, like you guys, I could say you can tell. You can tell when it's real and when it's like a robot. You can tell when it's a robot. Um, another one. Yeah, I mean, the ones, and then they keep following up when you don't reply. Like, here's one. It's just like a book with like 20 bullets in it. There's no way I'm going to read it. I'm behind on my reading on my Kindle as it is. I'm not going to read this. Our DNA and gut biome-based program is fully covered by Blue Shield of California. Wellvolution, if you are a C-based, California-based healthcare provider, your Blue Shield of California patients can benefit. Look, why are you wasting my time? I'm not a healthcare provider, and I don't even live in California anymore. It's in my LinkedIn profile. This is robots, right? So I don't reply to those. And of course, this person followed up with me on that message like three times. So don't do that. Try to have real conversations with people. Houston's tough, Richard. Houston's tough, but it can be done. Another secret. Most sponsors will pay whatever you tell them. Yeah, I know. Uh, pro tip. If you can answer the question by looking at their profile, don't ask it. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Example, where are you from? The f exactly, Christine. This person thought I'm in California. I changed my LinkedIn profile like a month ago. Actually, like three months ago when I was looking for Yuma doctors. Uh, thank you. I bought your book last year. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So look, guys, I got to go. This was really fun. Thank you for an energetic Friday. I got to do a, another podcast, probably two more podcasts coming up before I actually have to do my look i gotta do my work guys i have a to-do list today i gotta finish all this stuff so thank you guys so much i appreciate it get back out there friday don't relax yet all right you got some time still to do some biz dev so get out there even if it's 10 more minutes just get out there and do some biz dev for 10 minutes even if it's saying hi to somebody that you've been wanting to talk to for a while just do that and let me know what you guys think about all this. Catch you later. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Robot emojis. I appreciate it. Bye-bye.